What a well-designed play. And um, you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Boy, that one stunk. Oh, we'll get into that a little later. This is interesting to see. <laughs> uh, what a boo-boo there by Washington Wizards announcer, which I will explain in due time. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes gambling, etc., etc. Friday, January 7th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Happy New Year to everyone. This is the last day that you can say that without being a tool. So, uh, Happy New Year. To all of you people, we're going to start today, uh, as as we always do in the year of our Lord, talking about Antonio Brown, who went to Instagram yesterday to post a bunch of screenshots of conversations alleging a bunch of stuff, which are hilarious, because in the screenshots, you'll notice, not for legal reasons, and oh my god, so he, he, he sent screenshots of texts with someone in his phone named Bruce Arians, and then that person texted him uh, saying that they were B.A., uh, yeah, they're bad. They're, they're, they don't look doctored at all. Here's one. So this is from Alex Guerrero, the guy who is basically the Yoko Ono of the New England Patriots, the guy that does all the Tom Brady training and stuff. So, um, this guy's in there as Alex Guerrero and Sean. Here's a screenshot. Hey, AG, Alex Guerrero. If we're not going to work anymore, that's fine. Let me know about the 100K I paid you. Only fair to get back half my money. Let me know how to proceed. And then Alex Guerrero, who knows that uh, this is going to be in the deposition someday, said, uh, good morning, AB. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I completely understand that you want to go in a different direction. Thank you for the opportunity to work together. You are a wonderful person. <laughs> Alex Guerrero has been sued before. I, I hope for your continued success on and off the field. Please let me know where you want me to send the balance. Then AB did something really cool, which was he tweeted out a, or he Instagrammed a screenshot of a text that included a screenshot of his uh, bank account number and routing number. It was quickly deleted, but we all know how to take screenshots. I'm not sure how Bank of America proceeded with that, but it could not have been good. People had that, I'm sure. He had to change a lot of stuff not great so then there no is this it hey nick is this it no it is not it there are more screenshots so let's look at the one at bruce arians this is ba you ever been texted by someone i know that there are old people out there that text hey this is your grandpa this is ba as in bruce arians make sure you're ready to go tomorrow we are not resting for the playoffs hmm Yours is misspelled. It's Y-O-U-R, not Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. A-B would definitely make that mistake. Would Bruce Arians make that mistake? I don't know. And then later it was, call me. These seem doctored. These seem super duper doctored, but who knows? And then uh, A-B sent a shot of his ankle being massaged, and then he said this, I'm all in, coach. Really can't go to full speed. I want to win and be there, wake up tomorrow and feel better. I'll be ready, kind of roll that outside of two, uh, on two-point play, and that's what's best for the team. Let me know. I'll call you. Come see me in the morning. We'll talk it out. Definitely want you with us in case you're ready. Uh, that all seems like bullshit to me, but who knows? Who knows with A.B.? Alas, the Bucks finally cut ties with Antonio Brown. They didn't. They said he's no longer a Buck, but that's not really true. They didn't release him because they're scared that he's going to get picked up by someone else, and I think he will. I think he's going to get picked up by the Chiefs because Andy Reid also doesn't have a soul or a backbone. People think that he does, but he totally doesn't. 
He gets a lot of credit because he's fat and jolly. No, no, no. He is the most cutthroat of all of them. He's twice as cutthroat as Belichick. People just don't pay attention because he's so fat and Mormon. But he, he was well, he's the Michael Vick guy. He was the Kareem Hunt guy. He drafted Tyreek Hill. He doesn't care about anything off the field. He just doesn't. He never has. Uh, but people don't pay attention. They don't pay attention because he's look. He looks like the diabetes guy from the Jeopardy commercials. <sighs> should we move on? I feel like we should move on. Does everybody want to move on? It looks like we mentioned yesterday that the Super Bowl will be moved to Dallas. Uh, that seems like it's coming closer and closer. It's an outside possibility. It could be somewhere else, Phoenix, Houston, Vegas. But it looks like uh, unless California changes, and they notably hate football and football fans. I think I'm joking. I'm not. It's a big political win for them to stand up to the NFL. Not in L.A., though, where they stand to lose millions and millions of dollars. Oh, let's talk about baseball. Baseball is great. So we missed a lot of stuff when I was gone. One of the things that we missed is that Ken Rosenthal was fired from MLB Network for very critical comments he made uh, toward Rob Manfred, who's the commissioner of Major League Baseball. He was in fire because he worked for the MLB Network, which is run by the organization. So they put him on leave and they fired him, which is lame. Now... ESPN is joining in the stupidity of uh, baseball broadcasting. I don't understand how baseball manages to be worse than all the other leagues at both the integrity of the game and at making money. It really is fascinating. ESPN is going to have their own Manning cast, but it's going to be with A-Rod and someone named Michael Kay. Is Michael Kay the Yankee guy? I don't care about the Yankees. I don't know who I would want to have doing this, but I know it isn't A-Rod. I watched a documentary about A-Rod, and let me tell you, that guy is a piece of work. What a fun dude. I highly recommend it. It's called Screwball. It's about how one doctor, quote-unquote, I think, is he an MD? He's an MD from, like, Belize. And a dude who is addicted to uh, tanning beds and tanning salons. Those two dudes are what brought down the MLB steroid scandal. You think I'm joking? It is the most Florida documentary I've ever seen. It's called Screwball. Watch that one ever since then. I did. I think A-Rod is even more of a tool than I ever thought he was. And they're going to put this guy in the booth. It's going to be a disaster. You know what I don't want is to watch A-Rod talk about baseball for four hours. I don't like A-Rod in the booth. That's my personal preference. But to watch him talk with, with someone named Michael K. I'm sorry they don't know who Michael K is that well, but I don't... I don't know what this is about. This is pure stupidity. ESPN, I don't... They had such a good year. The Manicast was good. They finally started, and, and if you don't know, the, the ESPN and the NFL hated each other for a long time, and then ESPN finally started to kiss ass correctly, and they got good at Monday Night Football games. The NFL gave them good games for the first time in years, and now they're going to do this with baseball. <sighs> Whatever. I suppose it's not my fault. Let's get back to people putting their foot in the mouth. Baker Mayfield, Mary Kay Cabot going at each other in the Cleveland media. Mary Kay Cabot is widely considered by many to be one of the best NFL beat writers in the business. She could be a national beat writer probably if she wanted, but she's been covering the Browns for, I don't know, since essentially they became a franchise. And I'm not joking. The Browns are not the Browns. The Browns' Browns are actually the Ravens. These Browns are new. They came back into the league in 1999. They're different organizations. These Browns are trash. The Browns' Browns are one of the greatest organizations of all time. They won two Super Bowls in the last 25 years. They're incredible. Those are also the Ravens. That's Autogram. Those are those guys. Jim Brown. They're the Ravens. The Browns Browns. So it's like a whole thing. It was very brilliant to when the NFL brought an expansion team back to Cleveland. The brilliance of it was to call them the Browns to bring back the great NFL franchise. But then it also kind of keeps the alumni together. But the Browns are not the Browns. That's why these Browns suck. And those Browns are great. 
ownership, tradition, etc. That stuff does travel when you move it to a new city. It does. That's why when the Baltimore Colts went to Indianapolis, they sucked until Peyton Manning fixed them. Anyway, so Mary Kay Cabot wrote the following headline. Uh, Baker Mayfield is in a, an extension year, which means the team could exercise a fifth-year option on Baker Mayfield. That means that if they want to, they can increase his pay pretty dramatically by about 50% for one year, and he can't do anything about it. This is the final year of his rookie deal. Only first-round picks can experience this as a fifth-year option. If they don't extend it, he becomes a free agent. That happened last year to Mitch Trubisky. You just become a free agent. <clears throat> Baker has not played well. He's also been incredibly injured. His left, his non-throwing shoulder is essentially falling off of his body. So nobody knows exactly what to do with him. Browns fans are up in arms about it because it took so long for them to find someone even competent who's Baker Mayfield. And Baker's personality and whatnot is really good for them. But at the same time, there are some divisions within the locker room. And now Odell Beckham is doing really well with Matthew Stafford, and people don't know what to do. So Mary Kay Cabot, who has sources everywhere, she is the goat of goats in Cleveland. And she could easily be in L.A. at The Athletic, which we'll talk about in a second. But she's here. She wrote the following thing. It's up on the screen if you want to look at it. Quote or tweet quote, Baker Mayfield must resolve his differences with Kevin Stefanski soon in case they need to coexist next season. Also, some names that will be on the radar if they don't. So she just wrote a column of like, hey, they're, they're having some problems coaching quarterback, and uh, they need to get it figured out. He's going to be here next year. Baker quote tweeted this and said, clickbait, you and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama-stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. Baker, don't send that tweet, dude. Don't send that to me, dude. First of all, reporters uh, are a very tribal group. Nobody hates reporters more than reporters, but when one of them gets picked on by a non-reporter, it's like, phew, here they come. So the media went after him. I don't have any quotes for you. They were just all like, Mary Kikab, it's the best in the business, et cetera, et cetera. The other problem with this is that Baker, buddy, don't. Just don't. Don't. Also, I never want to hear a player say they don't hear outside noise ever again. Literally never, ever, ever, ever. I'm still looking for Matthew Stafford's burner Twitter accounts, which I know exist. There's a 0% chance that guy doesn't pay attention. But Baker Mayfield could be on his way out in Cleveland. That's something that's going on right now. It is a disaster there. One year after Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year, they had playoff and indeed Super Bowl expectations this year. Baker got hurt. Some other guys got hurt. Kevin Stefanski might have kind of been overrated. And also their division is preposterous. The AFC North and the NFC North have for years been the most competitive divisions. It doesn't mean they're the best, but they've been the most competitive. Every single year, there's a, one team for sure in both of those divisions that could win the Super Bowl. And it's been that way for like decades. And there are usually, usually two teams that should go to the playoffs in, in the AFC North and the NFC North. The AFC North, if you forget, is uh, the two Ohio teams, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. That's the case now. I like the Bengals to maybe win the Super Bowl. The Bengals, who were trashed two years ago. And the like, it's a bananas division. So it just, that kind of stuff happens. Feel bad for Baker, dude. Don't do that. Do not go after... You got to know who your reporters are. She's not any other reporter. You can go after... I mean, there are a lot of guys in Cleveland that just suck the energy out of the Browns. The Lions have a lot of that going on. The Jaguars, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me kind of stuff. I just don't take the bait, bro. Don't take the bait, bro. You're better than that. Okay, let's go back to the opening clip. We'll play it again. Uh, this is a big to-do right now in the National Basketball Association. 
And to me, I used to call games and play-by-play, and there's nothing. There are no excuses to not be prepared. This is your job. You have nothing else to do. And these people that call these games fancy themselves celebrities, and as a result of that, they make dumb mistakes. They don't read the research report. They don't have Google. If you were calling sports, all you have to do is Google a bunch of shit, and you'll be prepared. So let's listen to the clip again. This is from, I think... Wash, it's NBC Sports Mid-Atlantic or whatever the one is in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. So here we go. Let's play the clip and let's see if you can figure out what's going on. What a well-designed oh, play. And, uh, there we go. you got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr. You hear it? Like his dad pulled that trigger. Right so the comment was, like his dad pulled that trigger. Here's the situation. Kevin Porter Jr. hit a buzzer beater to beat the Washington Wizards. It looks like in Washington, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. plays for the Rockets. The problem with that quote or uh, with the the comments from the Washington, I think that was the play-by-play analyst. I actually don't know. Uh, The guy's name is, we're scrolling, 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 shall see Yahoo Sports, Glenn Conzer. Uh, he's been with the Wizards for a long time. So Glenn said he pulled the trigger just like his dad. Kevin Porter Sr. did not play in the National Basketball Association. There was a Kevin Porter that did play in the National Basketball Association in the 70s and 80s. He played for the Baltimore Bullets. So he, this guy just assumed that Kevin Porter Jr. was Kevin Porter's kid. But Kevin and Porter are super common names. I don't know if you know that. The reason this is an issue is because Kevin Porter Jr.'s father... Uh, was convicted on, he spent four and a half years in prison after pleading guilty to first-degree manslaughter for a shooting death of a 14-year-old girl. So, pull the trigger at the right time, just like your dad, is not something he should have said. And, the most offensive part of this is not the trigger thing to me. This could have been avoided with like 30 seconds of research, literally going to the Houston Rockets and be like, hey, is that Kevin Porter, the guy in the NBA? Is that his kid? And they're like, no, don't talk about his dad. And then you'd be like, oh, got it. Look, I look, I just did the research. It took me that long. Unbelievable. What an enormous and embarrassing script. All right, last weekend of the NFL season, let's preview some games. Let's try to get out of here. Got to get this effing podcast posted on time. Okay, not a lot of games matter. We talked about the game theory thing about why taking a knee is stupid for the Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. If you want to hear more about that, my brother and I do a podcast episode about it. The podcast calls Game Theory. And it's never, even if it behooves the Raiders and the Chargers to both take a knee so they can both get into the playoffs, it doesn't really work that way. We explain all of that. But the way that it's going to work is, if the Colts lose at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, then... The Raiders and the Chargers, who are playing each other on Sunday Night Football, could both get into the playoffs with a tie. However, if the Pittsburgh Steelers also lose, then the Raiders get into the playoffs regardless of the outcome. But if the Colts win and the Steelers win or tie, then the Chargers or the Raiders would need to win. So it makes no sense to, to do the tie thing. It's also a game theory issue. We can talk into that. But that's the only game that really matters a lot. Let's get into the games as they stand. The final week of the season, the first ever week 18 of the NFL. And I miss the days when I said I would put a moratorium on calling it football. I miss September. God damn it. Okay, so... <laughs> 
Kansas City at Denver. Uh, Kansas City's favored by 11.5. They do have a lot to play for. The number one overall seed is up for grabs in the AFC. The Titans hold it right now. Chiefs, Bills, Patriots all theoretically have a shot at it. The Chiefs are 12-point favorites over the Broncos. Let's go to the NFC East. Cowboys, five-point favorites over the Eagles. That's a weird line. The Eagles have clinched the seventh seed. They have nothing to play for. It's bizarre. They've made the playoffs. They will not be anything higher than the seventh seed. They can impact who they play by beating the Cowboys, but they have a running quarterback. There's no reason to play him. He might not even be 100%. They have that skinny leg wide receiver. No reason to play him. They have no reason to play uh, first-team All-Pro offensive lineman Lane Johnson. Um, We'll talk about All-Pro next week. So the Eagles, they're going to rest, guys. The Bears are five-and-a-half-point underdogs at the Minnesota Vikings in a completely meaningless game. Uh, that will be one of the ones you don't really want to watch. Cincinnati Bengals, they are six-point underdogs over the uh, at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland doesn't need the game. They're out of the playoffs. Bengals are in. They're both resting people. Baker's shut it down for the year. He's going to have surgery. The Packers open as two-point underdogs against the Lions because the Packers showed up the number one seed. But then... The Lions' two best offensive linemen went on the COVID list, and it's unclear whether or not Jared Goff will play. So that line has swung six points to the Packers on the road at the Lions. And if this is a, if you're a gambling man, this line stinks. I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. I suspect that after sobering up the number one seed, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to take two and a half weeks off. I think he's going to play against Detroit. I don't think Devontae Adams plays. I don't think Aaron Jones plays. And I don't think a couple of the D-backs play. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. And I think that because he doesn't want to be out of sight, out of mind for the MVP either. I don't know. The Indianapolis Colts are 15 and a half point favorites at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, I think it stinks. Carson Wentz is such a loser. If it can go wrong for him, it will go wrong for him. I like the Jaguars to at least cover the spread 15 and a half points. They play hard, blah, blah, blah. Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are five point favorites. Uh, Ravens could still theoretically get into the playoffs. Wait, I need to make sure that I have that. Correct NFL playoff scenarios um, because I don't the AFC is a mess and nobody really wants it feels like nobody really wants to be in the playoffs so if Baltimore wins and the Chargers lose holy crap yeah they need a lot of shit to happen so I, was, yeah, I knew they weren't eliminated but I knew it wasn't good so Baltimore can get into the playoffs if they win the Chargers lose Indianapolis loses and Miami doesn't win so they can lose or tie you follow that yeah me either uh the Steelers can get in with something very similar <laughs> oh this is what's really weird so Pittsburgh can get in if they win Indianapolis loses and as long as the Vegas Los Angeles Charger game isn't a tie so it can be a win or a loss as long as it isn't a tie then Pittsburgh gets in but they have to win and Baltimore has to win too with a bunch of other stuff so they are theoretically still in it I guess that game matters it's Big Ben's last game quote-unquote would be so hilarious if we did all that stupidity of him saying goodbye to everyone and then he's got one more playoff game. The Titans are 10-point favorites over the Houston Texans. That's going to be an easy walk in the park for them, probably. Texans do play hard. A lot of guys trying to get their last contract. Davis Mills trying to prove he's a real quarterback. Now that I think about it, I kind of like the Texans to cover 10 points there. I might have to put that one on the old bet slip. Pow! Wait, 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 wait. Boom, boom, wait. Oh, boom. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get this YouTube thing working better. My bad. The football team, seven-point favorites over the New York Giants. The Giants can't find a way to score touchdowns. It was a fact that from beginning to end of the last five professional football seasons, the New York Giants have never, not for one second, had a winning record. Even with Matt Patricia, the Lions had a winning record. And that was after like an opening day tie. The Lions at one point had a winning record with Matt Patricia. The Giants have not had a winning record in the last five, not the last three, 
five years. They have sneakily, out of nowhere, become the worst franchise in professional football. They are seven-point underdogs at home against the Washington football team, who's going to have to find an... A new quarterback, are they going to keep Taylor Heineke? I don't know. The Bucks are eight-point favorites over the Panthers. That'll be a walkthrough for Tampa. They're still trying to get good seating. The number one seed is sewn up. They can't do anything. They won't be getting a bye. Tom Brady will probably rest, but the Bucks are going to crush it. Uh, he probably rests a little bit. The Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Dolphins. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Robert Flores' teams are going to play hard. I think the Dolphin, Dolphins are going to win outright. The Patriots have a lot to play for, and the Dolphins are just good enough to piss them off. And that game, every single year, is weird. It's just a weird game. Saints and Falcons, I don't really care. Uh, Saints are technically still... I don't know. Let's find out. Scrolling, scrolling. I think that they're out. So they have to win and San Francisco has to lose. Okay, so that's pretty straightforward. The, the Saints have a lot to play for. They're playing the Falcons who are just trying to trade Matt Ryan, I suppose. The Jets and the Bills. The Bills could get the number one seed, I think, theoretically. Um, they think they would need Tennessee to lose, right? Because Tennessee beat... Buffalo, they clinched, the, they clinched the division title with a win, a New England loss, or a Buffalo tie and a New England tie. So they're still trying to win the division, which matters for a home football game. Nobody wants to go to Orchard Park or an unnamed stadium. Other games happening in the afternoon. Niners and Rams, uh, NFC West is on the line. Seahawks and Cardinals, not really relevant for the Seahawks, big time relevant for the Cardinals. And then Chargers and Raiders for Sunday Night Football. The, Char- the Raiders are... Three-point underdogs, which that's weird. Because I'm pretty sure that stinks. That game opened at two and a half. Okay, so we're good. We're good. Look, I like the Texans. I think you got to sniff around the Lions-Packers situation with Aaron Rodgers. Who the hell knows what's going to happen there? That smells like a backdoor cover for the Lions. And I like the Jaguars to cover with Colts. Big time underdog weekend in the last NFL season of the year. Or last NFL week of the year. My bad for taking so long. I had to do the Kevin Porter research. That's my B. It won't happen again. That's not true. More NBA and NHL stuff coming up. College football championship. We're going to preview it on Monday morning. I can't. It's like five years away still. Unbelievable. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Also available on YouTube. Back and better than ever. Monday morning. Monday morning.